Hey church, hey, welcome to Church Online. Yep, it's still church at home. Hope you're feeling safe, doing okay in your different bubbles. Hey, uh, today we want to talk about the blessing, the blessing of God and the benediction. And uh, there's the song uh, called The Blessing. We've been singing a little bit at church. I love it. It seems to have the juice on it. And uh, it's the song which just comes from the scripture of Numbers chapter 6. And it's kind of gone viral around the world, a whole bunch of different versions of it and uh, we're going to be playing the song at the end of the service so uh, tune in for that, get ready for that, would be awesome. Uh, but it comes from the scripture in Numbers chapter 6 verse 23 verse 27 and uh, let me just read that to you and as the Lord said to Moses and tell Aaron and his sons this is how you are to bless the Israelites. Say to them the Lord bless you and keep you, the Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord turned his face towards you and give you peace. So they will put my name on the Israelites and I will bless them. And I love these words. They speak words of life. They're speaking words of comfort, of hope, of blessing and the favor and the goodness of God. And they would say these words uh, right through, back from Moses' day at the end of a, a Jewish service and in the temple and in the synagogue. They would speak blessing over the people, over the congregation. They'd declare the goodness of God. And I love that. I also love that it continued on in traditional churches. You have that the benediction at the end of each of the services, the, the priest would declare blessing over the congregation. And they'd often use those exact words to bless the people. And I love the idea of the benediction. And, and basically, I mean, the Latin translation is really simple. It's just good words. And uh, that ability just to speak good words over people's lives, to speak good words into people's lives is, is really, really important. See, God's purpose is to bless. That's his heart. That's who he is. That's how he's wired and what he loves to do. But also what I love is that he's given us, as his followers, he's given us the authority uh, to bless others and to speak blessing into people's lives. And that is what I want us to be as, as a church community, as people of God, that we would be an absolute blessing, that would bring life, would speak life. You know, when people are down and they need, they need someone just to come along and speak a bit of life into them. And we need to hear those words. I love these words. The Lord bless you and keep you. I don't know about you, but we, we need people in our lives who will speak those words over us. You know, hey, you are a person of great worth. And, you know, I'm going to be there for you. I'm, I'm going to back this up. Because I think we, we, we all care what people think of us. You know, am I blessed? You know, do I have the favor of God on me? When we go back to the, the Old Testament the, the, and then the Bible, that to be blessed was, was a big deal. It was a big thing. Um, when the fathers, when they came, they knew they'd come to the end of their life. They'd gather the family around. They'd gather them together. And then they would speak blessing and pray over their kids and, and pass on that spiritual inheritance. And, and it wasn't just like passing on like, you know, like the stamp collection or passing on the, uh, the, the silver uh, cutlery or whatever the, the, the cups and saucers the tea set which had gone down through the generation now there was a spiritual blessing and there was spiritual power in those moments of speaking that and I, and I think we all need those words of aff affirmation it's, it's those you know the Lord bless you 
and keep you. It's uh, you are my beloved son, you are my daughter, in whom I am well pleased. It's, it's, it's that those words. It's, it's well done, my good and faithful servant. And those words they they, they bring life into us. And uh, I think one of the guys in the Bible who kind of, he, he wrestled with us, he struggled, he, he was in need of the blessing of God, was a guy by the name of Jacob. And I don't know if the story, if you know the story, but I'll tell you a little about, kind of like the great patriarchs of faith, you got Abraham, Isaac, and then Jacob. And um, I think if you read about uh, Jacob, he probably had a little bit of a, maybe an inferiority complex. So I think if you had a psychological assessment on him, you'd go, hey, this guy's in need to, to be blessing. And all kind of, it even starts out right from when he was born. Uh, if you read in, in Genesis, uh, where is it? Genesis chapter 22. You have the sibling rivalry between him and his brother. In Genesis 25 verse 22, it says, uh, Rebecca becomes pregnant. This is his mum. And the babies jostled to get each other within her. And she said, why, why is this happening to me? She went to inquire of the Lord. The Lord said to her, two nations are in your womb. And two peoples from within you will be separated. One people will be stronger than the other. And the elder will serve the younger. And when the time came for her to give birth, there were twin boys in, in her womb. And the, the first to come out was red. And his whole body was like a hairy garment. Oh my goodness. And uh, so they named him Esau. And, and after this, his brother came out, and with his hand grasping Esau's heel, he was named Jacob. And, uh, and as Jacob, the natural name, means deceiver. And, and I think that's probably a bit of a rubbish start. You know, imagine your parents call you deceiver. Hey, hey deceiver, come over here. I mean, that's, that's probably not a great start in life. You can understand maybe why he's a little bit challenged. And did his parents love him? And, and who was he? And um, here's... Esau and his older brother and in those times the, the older brother would receive the birthright and they would receive the inheritance they would get a double portion of the blessing which would come down through the family but uh, as you read through the story so Esau his older brother he sells his birthright uh, to his brother for, for a bowl of stew he, he despises his birthright he's that really important to me and then when we come to the end of uh, Isaac's life, you know, Isaac, he's, he's getting old, uh, he's gone blind, and it, it gets to that time, he said, okay, I need to impart the blessing um, to, my, to my son, and so he sends Esau out to go hunting to prepare some food for him, and say, when you come back, eat the meal, I'm going to bless you, and Rebecca, the mum, she overhears this, and she says, right, she, she, she's a bit of a schemer too, so she grabs uh, Jacob, and says, right, right, uh, we're going to get this blessing off your dad. And so she says, I'm going to prepare the meal. We're going to um, get some goat skins and cover you um, so that you're, you're hairy, uh, like your brother Esau. And he goes ahead with it. And it ends up that um, Jacob receives the blessing from his dad Isaac. And it's all done a little bit of you know trickery and deceit at that moment. Esau comes out back. He's, he's missed out on the blessing. He gets aggro. And um, Jacob has to do a runner because his brother Esau, he's wanting to kill him at that point. And um, there's this thing of, man, am I blessed? We go back to number six with this blessing. It says, the Lord bless you and make his face shine upon you. And, and it's about 
relationship that turns towards you, give you attention. It's, it's about a personal relationship. And, and if, I mean, we're talking Old Testament scriptures here, but also translates through to the New Testament in Christ. Let me talk you through that. See, because it was a bit weird. Because the understanding at the time when these scriptures were written was that no one could see the face of God and live. So to write, you know, may the face of God shine upon you, you know, that's, that's, that's a fearsome thing. That's a, that's a frightening thought to have the face of God actually shine upon you. And when we shift forward into Genesis uh, chapter 32, here's Jacob again, and he's coming back to reconcile, to meet up with his brother Esau. But before they meet, the, the night before, he's out, out in the night, and he comes across, well, he, he meets with God, and he has this crazy encounter with God, and, and he wrestles with, with God himself. And it's this ongoing need to be blessed. And, he, and, and he's saying, he, Jacob says to God, I, I will not let you go unless you bless me. And the, and the man asks, what's your name? And Jacob, he answers. And then, and then the man said, your name will no longer be Jacob, but Israel. He changes his name from Jacob the deceiver to Israel because you have struggled with God and with man and, and have overcome. And then he, then he blesses him there. And then what's interesting, this little bit, it says, so Jacob called the place Peniel, which means face of God, saying, it is because I saw God face to face and and." Yet my life was spared. See, see, how could he, how could he encounter the face of God and live? How could he survive that encounter with God? Well, I think if we go back to Numbers uh, six, it says, "The Lord make His face shine upon you, and be gracious to you." The only reason that we can encounter the face of God, that we can meet with the face of God, that we can even come into the presence of God, is because of the grace. The goodness of God. God's unmerited favour. See, when we go New Testament, see, sin has been dealt with on the cross. See, God can turn his face towards us. He can bless you. He can offer a personal relationship with us, turn his attention to us because of Jesus' death on the cross. You know, in John 1.14, it talks about that the word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we have seen his glory. See, we have the ability to see God's glory through Jesus, through what he did on the cross. See, Jesus took the curse so that we may be blessed. And, and not only does he speak that, but he, he backs it up. He pays the price for us so that we might be blessed. If we go back again to, to Genesis 27 and that exchange where... Um, Jacob's stealing the blessing of, of Esau. He has this, this concern. He's worried that Isaac might, you know, work out this trickery and might curse him instead. Genesis 27, 11 to 13, it says this. Jacob said to Rebekah, his mum, says, But my brother Esau, is this, he's a hairy man when I have smooth skin. What if my father touches me and I, I would appear to be tricking him and would bring down a curse on myself rather than a blessing? His mother said to him, My son, let the curse fall on me. Just do what I say. Go and get them for me. See, here's Rebecca's response. This is the mum's response. And she's saying, Look, I'll, I'll take the blame. I'll take the curse. Let it be on me. And what I love 
is that Jesus does that for us. Jesus takes the curse. He takes the blame for us. In Galatians 3.13 it says that Christ redeems us from the curse of the law by becoming a curse for us. See, not only does God say, hey, I'm going to bless you, be a blessing to you, but he takes on the curse for us so that we might be blessed. And that goes on in verse 26 in, in, this, in this passage about the blessing. The Lord turn his face towards you and give you peace. And uh, that, that word shalom, uh, which is the peace of God, the presence of God. And when we know that Christ has taken the curse from us, Anxiety drops. Fear drops. We know that God loves us. We know that we're blessed. We don't have to worry about, you know, earning the blessing of God. You know, there's always that thing. Am I good enough? Can I receive the blessing of God? Well, the truth is, no, we're not. No, we've all sinned. We fall short. We're never going to be good enough. But Christ has paid the price so that we might be blessed. He redeems us and calls us his, his sons and daughters. He, he adopts us into his families. So, so we don't need to fight or wrestle or wonder, am I blessed? Do I get the blessing of God? No, no, it's, it's, it's freely given. And that's what I love about the blessing of God. And what I love about Christianity is it's freely given to us. It's not based on whether we can earn it or not. It says, let the peace of God and favor fall on you. And so, last verse, verse 27, so that they will put my name on the Israelites and I will bless them. Again, and if we, if we translate that through to the New Testament and, and uh, through Christ, it's we are adopted into the family. It's not just the Israelites, but as, as all the other nations, we are blessed through what Christ has adopted us into his family. We are the sons of daughters. And, and what does that mean for us? Well, well it's this identity. It's, it's who we are. It's part of the family. It's, it's also accountability. You know, when you're part of a family, you know, you know don't do that. You're, part, you know, you're a building. You can't, you can't do that. Um, it, it brings accountability of, of who you are, identity of who you are. It's, it's inheritance. It's that everything I have is yours. We're adopted into the family. See, see we need to know that we are blessed. And then we need to bless others that we are we are blessed that we would be a blessing and, and we have that ability to bless people to speak to lives and to be able to tell them who they are and, and i love it when, when when you hear that when people just speak words of life into you i remember one time i was, I was at a conference a c3 conference uh back a few years ago and uh paul de Jong was speaking and and he he was walking up the aisle and, and then he just cut through the crowd and and I don't really know Paul Dion that well at all. I mean, I had coffee with him once, once years and years ago, and, and he knew a little bit about um, my situation and my life. And, but he cut through the crowd, and he walked over to me, and he just looks me direct in the eye and says, I'm proud of you. And, uh, and it was just words of life. And um, we need people who would do that. He probably wouldn't remember that or anything. But for me on that day, it carried the power and the presence of God. And we need to be able to do that to, to be a blessing. You know, in Proverbs it talks about that, that life and death are in the power of the tongue. And I think people at the moment, you know, we, we wrestle with identities and, and who we are. And, and we need people who will come and speak life, who will speak blessing into it. 
So, so what does that look like? Well, it, it just means speaking life. I don't know whether you've ever been to a uh, like a, a 21st or, or a wedding and you get to the speeches and you kind of sometimes get two kinds of speeches. You, you know, you get those speeches where they honour and they speak life and, and celebrate who they are. And then every now and then you, you get an absolute shocker uh, where the best man gets up and uh, he kind of brings out all those dodgy stories from the, the back in the day stories, the, the, the drunken dumb moment stories. And, uh, and, and they kind of just build the beans, tell, tell the crowd all these maybe stories which have been kind of hidden over the years. And, uh, and if you look at the mother-in-law at that time, she's She's shaking her head going, my goodness, what is going on? And, and see, love covers. And we have the ability, you know, we know things about different people in different situations, but we choose to speak life. We choose to speak blessing. We carry that, that power to speak blessing, you know, to speak blessing over our kids. My heart is that our church and the community, that we, we would be an absolute blessing to our community, that we, that we would speak blessing over people, that we'd be a blessing in, in our words and our deeds and how we operate. And, and that we'd also pray blessing, we'd pray blessing and speak blessing over different people's lives. See, to me, that's what the blessing is about. That is what the benediction is about, that ability to speak life. Hey, can we do that, church? Can we commit ourselves to being an absolute blessing? Hey, you are blessed. God's with you. His favour is upon you. He goes before you. He makes a way. Make sure you be a blessing to others. Have a fantastic day.